Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. The 2022 local body elections are happening this October, and until then, we're going to be exploring the ins and outs of local politics. For this instalment, we're joined by spokesperson for Renters United, Evan O'Shea, to talk about the role local governments can play uh, and involvement with renting conditions, as well as the Renters United 2022 local government policy platform. Kia ora, how's it going? Yeah, good, good. How are you? Good, thank you. So to start off with, um, my, I'd just like to ask, why are Renters United turning to local council rather than the central government in a bid to improve renting standards? Well, um, we're quite focused on both. Um, obviously, right now, it's a good time to be focused on local government um, with the upcoming election. Um, there's, a whole, there's, a, there's many severe issues of renting in New Zealand, from health standards to pricing and rentals, to the power dynamics between landlords and landlords. Um, it's important to recognise that there's no single ball, and there's no single silver bullet that will fix every issue of renting overnight. And it's just as important that we're pulling every lever that we can, whether that's working with central or local governments to make things better for, for our communities. Councils and councils have the ability, just like central government, to, um, to improve our living conditions. And just like central government, they have a moral, social and legal responsibility to do so. So what is it that local governments are currently doing to address renting conditions? The really quick answer is not enough. Um, it, varies, it varies massively between councils. Um, so councils have a legal duty um, to improve, promote, and pro- to improve, promote, and protect public health within their districts and allowing homes to be lived in, which negatively impact on the health of their populations. It's a really um, key thing they can be doing to add it better. Um, we've prepared a pretty comprehensive policy platform, including some key asks of the, of the specific ways that we think they can um, be making things better. Um, so we created a thing called a Healthy Homes Commitment, which is a detailed policy plan, even uh, how they can make our homes healthier and um, fix the, the gaps in the system. We also want them to, all councils, to commit to funding local tenants' advocacy services. Um, we want councils to retain uh, where, where, where it exists um, ownership of council housing and to, where possible, to build more. Um, we're, we want to rent subsidy, um, which are currently not eligible for. And one really key thing that um, we're really big on is we really want to um, push councils to support the implementation of the medium density residential standards, as well as the national policy statement on urban development, which is basically just a whole bunch of rules the central government has put in uh, how um, how housing should be built, and we're really keen to support that. So you mentioned um, the healthy home commitment. What is this, and how does it compare to the healthy home standards? The healthy home standard um, is what it sounds like. So it's a sort of um, legal, um, necessary benchmarks that a house needs to um, needs to reach. Um, but there's some really key issues with it. it it's net positive, which it's cool. Um, but unfortunately, what we're seeing, what we've seen um, through several national surveys and studies, is that since the healthy home standard come into place, our homes aren't actually getting that much healthier. Um, so unhealthy homes are, direct, are like a really direct risk to our community's health. Uh, research in New Zealand has shown that almost 28,000 hosp- hospitalizations per year are for diseases that are potentially attributable at for housing. And in a country where nearly one in seven children are on medication for asthma, living in these dark, damp, moldy homes is simply not good enough. Um, so, the, like I said, healthy home standards are there. Healthy home standards are good. Um, a recent inv- um, investigation we did I found that only nine out of 50 tenancy tribunal cases were tenant in the breach of the healthy home standards was successful. 
um, meaningful enforcement is the missing piece of the puzzle. And so we created this document to take um, those policy platforms to the councils that details the legal and um, political frameworks and how they can do that. So the way it works is councils um, would leverage their existing um, call centres or places of contact to uh, receive complaints about rental properties from tenants. Our tenants would provide information about the location of the property, contact details and issues. And the council would appoint a health protection officer and um, they would then uh, follow up on. And they perform, the, uh, they perform the inspection, which they've got rights to do under the Health Act 1956. And um, we have a whole suggested framework of what exactly inspection is, um, the criteria for that is. And then we have two different pathways for action. Um, so renters can take action themselves. Um, so we want councils to provide the details of, sorry, the report from that inspection to both um, the, the landlord and the renter as well. And so from there, um, councils can either take um, take action themselves to, as I say, they have a responsibility to make sure homes in their district are healthy, or they can all this report will also empower um, renters to take action through tenancy general, have a much uh, firmer ground to stand on as they go on that process. And there's also some really cool um, useful flow on the facts as well. If we start doing this, councils can start gathering a lot more data about the sort of homes that are in their district and begin making better policy decisions um, in other ways as well um, to improve the health and well-being of renters. Right. So as you mentioned, over 55% of renters continue to report issues with dampness, mould and heating in their homes, yet Renters United has found only 18% or 9 out of 50 applicants uh, applications to the tribunal where a tenant claims a breach of healthy home standards are successful. I'm wondering, what does this mean? And is it the healthy home standards or the tenancy tribunal that is insufficient? Or is it both? The one to recognise is that I think it's in a bubble, right? Um, so, so, so both can be improved, and we want to improve both. Um, so again, so healthy home standards are, 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 are useful, um, but the missing piece is the enforcement of them. The healthy homes commitment is um, an ask mm-hmm. the councils to begin making that, um, that enforcement happen. Um, and tenancy tribunal, um, again, has, has issues. So um, whenever we talk about renting in New Zealand, it's really important to recognise there's a really, really massive power imbalance between renters and landlords. Um, we know that if you want to hold your landlord to account, that often means going to the tenancy tribunal. Uh, but renters often don't have access to the same support that landlords can afford to make use of. Um, but everyone deserves to be in this, on an equal footing in these circumstances. Um, going to, to the tenancy tribunal is really, really um, strenuous in terms of time, effort, and self-advocacy. And the odds are not um, stacked in renters' favours in that way. So what can be done to improve tenancy advocacy services? So um, in 2019, after um, campaigning on our part, the Wellington City Council committed to funding two housing wars in the city. Uh, we're extending this campaign nationwide. Uh, we want all candidates to commit to using council funds to support a local tenancy um, advocates, advocates service in their jurisdiction. Um, there's, a few ter- um, there's a few forms I can take. Um, it could be increased resourcing for existing community services, such as community, community law, which already exists in most centres. Um, obviously, what exactly that will look like for each council will differ, uh, but the key headline is that all, he- all renters deserve access to the support they need to access their rights, and we don't think that's happening. And councils have a responsibility to make sure that's, that's happening. Right, and my final question for you this morning is, why is it important that council candidates support the medium density residential standards and national policy statement on urban development, which you mentioned earlier? 
What impact will this legislation have and how is it relevant to the local elections happening in October? So um, the medium density residential standards and national um, policy statement of urban developments are um, they're quite dense documents. They're both um, you know, quite easy to write right away as these big um, abbreviated things, but they're really, really powerful documents. Um, so the, the introduction of both um, was the size statement from the government that local authorities cannot continue disincentivizing medium density development through restrictive and archaic planning laws. Councils around the country are trying to oppose these rules. Um, they allow houses um, we need to be built in our communities, and if we're not able to build more houses, rent will be getting affordable anytime soon. If we want to be able to build strong communities where everyone has access to a safe, dry, affordable home, we need to be improving the way that we build, not moving backwards. Uh, here at United, we believe that the current nature of local government elections means that the interests of property are disproportionately represented in local government, um, which can often contribute to political conservatism around planning and density, despite overwhelming um, evidence of its necessity. The key thing is more people means we need more homes. Um, we need to be doing everything we can to make sure that the climate is right and the um, developers and council um, housing, community housing providers are able to build their housing. And this is, um, if councils are going against those um, statements, that's going to make that very, very challenging. Thanks so much for coming on and talking with us this morning, Evan. No, thank you for having us. We um, really appreciate it. That was Ivan O'Shea talking to us about the role that local government can play in involvement with renting conditions. And that was part of the Renters United 2022 local government policy platform. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.